Well, good morning, everyone. Zero for Hire podcast, and today I am um, looking at some follow or following up on some stories that I've come across throughout the week. Excuse me. Which earlier this week I saw on Twitter a story about a synthesized human embryos or synthetic human embryos that have been created. Um, then I started watching a video. I was reminded uh, when I got up and was doing some video and Tim Pool was talking about it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to go back and read that. It immediately got me, uh, kicked me back even further a few more days when uh, David, I believe it's David Grush, the guy who is supposed to be the whistleblower on all the alien activity or the uh, the, the the ships of non-human origin activity. And I think that's a key phrase that we got to stop leaving out. Um, we are assuming that it's aliens from space, but... The phrase that keeps coming up is um, crafts, aircrafts, um, ships, stuff like that, of non-human origin. Which leads me to think there's something else going on. Uh, It reminds me of an anime where there were these, like, creatures invading humanity... And it turned out that they were just a different species. Like, humanity had branched off into this, like, underwater sea species or something. And they developed underwater. And then they went off into space. And they came back, like, a lot, like, centuries later or something. And it was weird. And that was, like, the crux of the whole show is, like, the discovery that, oh, we're all the same species technically and blah, blah, blah. Dude, I, I think something weird's going on. I think there's a lot of something's weird going on, but we're very close to a, a very strange convergence that we just haven't manifested or, or caught on to yet. So let me stop being cryptic and just start uh, showing you some of the stuff I'm talking about here. So David Grush talking about the species of or the ships of non-human origins and finding pilots and he wouldn't say aliens. I don't think that David Grush has said aliens in any of the interviews I've seen. So there's something weird going on there. All of last year, we talked about AI and its convergence or its emergence but it's incompetence. It's you need it needs hand constant hand holding. You know, it's weird that it can't count. It can't write language. It can't get the amount of fingers right. And um my friend Hannah Williams from Shattered Realm made a post a while back about her theory is that we already have AI that can do that stuff and she she thinks or suspects that we've been fed this crappy version of AI that can't get the fingers right and can't write words maybe it's restricted and i'm i'm uh, i'm on the fence about that too because believe me this is going somewhere i uh i was making a donation button icon so that you guys can um 
name your own don donations for the value for value. And uh, it tries it tries to write words, but you know it can't do it, right? <clears throat> well, the one that I picked had this weird symbol, and it says Dern, D-I-R-N, Nation. It was trying to spell, and it got darn close. So I'm going to start referring to donations as Dernations, thanks to AI. I think AI can spell. I think AI can count. I think that's not a problem. I think designers and engineers have um, tried to stop or roll back AI's ability to do those things intentionally. And maybe that's one of the safety protocols to keep it from taking over or developing too rapidly. But I'm pretty sure AI can count. It knows what it's. I think we just we made it retarded. Getting back to the other stuff, the synthetic human embryo. That reminded me of a story that came out about 14 years ago. And I started reading about it uh, way back when. It was it was a, a it was called Cynthia is what they called it. And it was a synthetic genome that they used to program cells. And I went back and dug up some old clips and looked at some old articles. And lo and behold, it sounds very much like the same situation. So the only thing I haven't done is pieced it all together yet. I haven't pieced it all together. I need to take the information that I have about the doctor... His name is John Craig Venture. He has his own institute. There's some interesting stories about how he got started. Um, he's got a few profiles. He his his profile kind of hinges around this like weird suicide attempt where he tried to kill himself, but he didn't. And he's just got this dark Malthusian perspective on the world, and. Um, I wanted to share a few short clips with this guy so you can hear him 10 years apart, you know, 13 years ago when he was first making his discoveries back when I think he was in his dark scientist stage and then today. And and it and a lot is it's very different. It's not just the film quality that's different. Uh, I feel like he's had some PR training um I feel like the world has been primed a little better and he can kind of talk about this stuff more freely. But like in the beginning, I think this guy has some real dark, demented intentions that are not come to light. There's some mysteries behind this story that we'll unveil together. And um, I'm just going to uh, spend a little more time piecing this together and I'll share some things with you on, on my Substack page that you can follow along and probably arrive at conclusions before I get there actually no I'm not going to share clips on Substack because Substack is meant for me to share things that I've created and because I haven't created these clips I don't need to be sharing them with you on Substack but I will share them with you on the telegram group and we'll talk about that later right now I want you to listen to scientist J. Craig Venture the inventor of the synthetic cell and um, I need to make sure that there's not an advertisement going to play. Yeah, and there is. Timu is stalking me, bro. Okay, let's skip the ads. First cell totally controlled by a synthetic chromosome. One that we made by starting with the genetic code in the computer. 
uh, four bottles of chemicals and building every one of the million-plus base pairs in the right order, and then finally having this uh, large molecule uh, inserting it in a recipient cell. Uh, that molecule started to be red and transformed that cell into totally new species. Think of uh, small pieces of DNA like Legos. Uh, we have pieces uh, that overlap uh, with the identical sequence uh, so that we can put small pieces together to make bigger pieces. This project started 15 years ago trying to understand what a minimal life form was. Uh, it was based on trying to understand uh, uh, whether there was life on Mars, or what size uh, life forms those could be, uh, could we understand a, a single a cell even, let alone uh, the whole human genome. But it also means it's a great tool set as we try to solve uh, some of these problems we're all facing. Uh, we have 6.8 billion people here now. Uh, within 30 to 40 years, there's supposed to be 9 billion people. We this is the Malthusian part that I was talking about. He says we have 6.8 billion people there's supposed to be 9 billion people. This is his perspective on that. We don't have a means of providing food, clean water, medicine, energy uh, for the 6.8 billion. Uh, and we're destroying our planet in the process. How do we do it for 9 billion people? We need new tools of science. It is a... So, okay, this is... This is, a, this is the problem with people who have high IQs and narrow scopes of view which Dr. Craig has, um, which I think he wouldn't have tried to kill himself if he didn't have a narrow view on life. So this insult applies, and it's fair. People with a high IQ and narrow scopes of life, they come at life with this perspective that we don't have enough resources to take care of anyone. They think that it's a, an issue of science and resources. They also have a, a secondary assumption that they make that it's their responsibility as the elites, as the higher ups, as the smart ones to take care of the people lower in the chain. What they don't account for in their calculation is that they live in the world provided to them by people in power because of their perceived usefulness. So if you're very intelligent, you're a scientist, you're making these experiments that, that make certain people happy, that's in their vested interest to reward you for that and to give you a comfortable life so that you can continue to do that. And then you look around and you see, well, there's a lot of people living in squalor. The Tucker Carlson episode four is a really good illustration. Yeah, he, he made a lot of things that, I mean, you just have to see, hear, see that one for yourself about the wannabe dictator, um, but he, you say, you know, I have a good life, but you see people living in tents in L.A. and in San Francisco, um, all over the America right now. You see people who can't pull it together, who can't pay for basic needs, who have to keep reaching out to other people for help on basic things, and he's living in luxury and he's like, well, this isn't fair. This must be because we don't have the resources and we can't take care of each other. They never make the calculation that it's all political, that it's mostly corruption. There is literally no reason why Haiti and Cambodia can't have the same things. I'm pretty sure it's Haiti and Cambodia. 
But like every time a squirrel farts over there, Haiti falls down, the buildings collapse, they, they're, they're panicking, they're rescuing people out of rubble. And Cambodia is fine because Cambodia invests in its infrastructure and Haiti has a corrupt government. And it's a perfect example. They're on the same freaking island. But they can't, they can't keep their economies stable. Or, or, you know, it's like, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Cambodia. And if it is, it's an embarrassment to the other side of the island. It's an embarrassment to Haiti that the other side of the island thrives. Because they can't get their crap together. It's a, it's a weird, corrupt voodoo nation that can't get their crap together because of corruption. And so a person like Craig Venture looks around and he sees that his life is great. And he sees, you know, certain countries have so much or, you know, not even certain countries. Some people have so much and there's so many people that are suffering in the world. And it must be this mathematical scientific equation. No, bro, it's mostly spiritual and it's a corruption. Th- it's a corruption problem. It's a sin problem. It's political. Once you make, once you open the door for sin and corruption, it's only a matter of time before it enters your politics. And that's why you see so many people suffering and not having enough. It's mostly political. Mathematically speaking, if you have more people, then you're going to have more people helping solve problems. But if you let politics get in the way, if you let corruption get in the way and you have this elitist outlook on life that I have to take care of the unwashed masses, they can't take care of themselves in your in your view. They can't take care of themselves in your opinion. You're not going to allow them the luxury to be able to do so to problem solve for themselves. And so you have to do it, which is wildly condescending, considering the fact that Craig Venture and his team are mostly self-taught molecular biologists. It's it's ironic. And I, like I said, it's condescending. So let's let him continue with his Malthusian perspective on the world. Powerful technology. It's uh, what has been labeled as a dual-use technology, like most technology is. It could be used for uh, doing harm to others or, or uh, trying to uh, solve the problems of the planet. Uh, so our view is it's sort of a linear increase in what people could do on the problem side, but it's an exponential increase in what we can do on the positive side. Uh, But obviously we have to worry about uh, in this day of uh, constant threats of terrorism, people trying to make something deliberately harmful. Uh, But we have an extremely sophisticated team that did this work, uh, and this is not going to be replicable in the near future in the high school science lab. I love that little quip at the end. You know, people are going to try to weaponize this, but we're so complicated. We have an extremely sophisticated team of people. They're not going to be able to do it because they're not as smart as us. And that's just so, it's so dumb and wildly condescending. Okay, let's like, think about it. Like, the average IQ is somewhere between 90 and 100. I'd say the median IQ is somewhere between 90 and 100. But that's not to say the average IQ, because the median IQ means that that's where most people fall right in the middle. But there's something of a bell curve. And I I suspect that there are 
a, a great deal of people, a great deal number of people in our society just scattered around that have IQs of 120 or higher. A great number of people scattered throughout our society. And then, you're, of course, you're going to have fewer and fewer people when you get up to 130, 140 and above. That number is going to become more sparse. But I believe, I'd say 20%, maybe, of people around have IQs of 120 or higher. And so, yes, you got a lot of dumb people as well. That means 20% are going to have an IQ of 90 or lower or uh, 80 or lower. And I don't know how, long, how, how low your IQ has to get before you can't even really take care of yourself. But the point is that that's not most people. Most people don't have an IQ that's so low that they have to be taken care of. 90 is enough. And that's your median 95. We'll be generous and say 95 is is median. That's that's enough. That's normal. That's average person. So to be considered dumb, you can still have 100, 105, 110, 115 IQ and still be considered a dumb person if you just make bad conclusions all the time. You just arrive at those bad conclusions faster than everyone else. Um and I think that uh, people with high IQs and people who are highly intelligent really ought to stop and have a little more grace for people that they perceive to be less than them. Because you don't understand, like, just because your brain works faster doesn't mean that you're smarter than everybody around you. It just means that, like I said, you're going to arrive at the same dumb conclusions you're just going to get there faster. You're just going to be a bad person faster. And I think that's the story that we're looking at, especially looking at some of the other implied stories of the background and in, in the background story of uh, Craig Venture. I'm going to play one more short clip and then that's enough for the day. We'll come, we'll come back and touch on this story a little more. I just wanted you guys to think about all of these things together. AI technology, non-human origin species, synthetic genomes, and now the synthetic human embryo. And back when uh, everything was going on before the pandemic, and I started looking at the type of research they were doing in the Wuhan lab, the first thing that came to mind was human longevity. And this is back in 2017, Craig Venture was working on, you guessed it, human longevity. We can predict and know at birth or even before birth our risk of cancer, of heart disease, of dementia, of different genetic diseases at a stage where you might be able to do something about them even before they occur. That's going to be a whole paradigm shift in medicine. Right now, medicine is driven by your symptoms trying to understand diseases before they occur has never been part of the medical establishment. Our goal is... Again, this is a laughably naive for somebody of such great resource and intelligence to assume that we don't cure diseases because we're unable to. We just don't know how. That's, 
that's laughably naive. I believe that a lot of diseases are self-inflicted by pharmaceutical companies through corruption and politics. And that there are diseases that or there are cures for diseases that will never meet the general masses because of politics. I mean, just think the right to try program that President Trump signed in to law. That was met with criticism roundly. And I think it has more to do with politics and big pharma and people in power wanting to maintain control over the system. They don't care about whether or not humans and human life is benefited and people can have cures for disease. It's not a resource problem. It's, that's why I say it's laughably naive. Yes, dude, there are evil people in the world. And if they have to sit on the cure and make sure that you never get it so that you can keep buying a pill from them, they're going to do that, man. Like, why? how do you get into medicine and this never occurs to you? Trying to deal with diseases across the spectrum. So if we can make cancer predictable and more treatable and heart disease predictable and preventable, by doing that, we'll increase the lifespan of those people. And by doing that, you'll put a bunch of people out of business and they're going to kill you for it because you can't kill an entire industry like that. Not, not something that big and powerful. Aging is the single biggest risk factor for virtually every significant human disease. The goal at Human Longevity Inc. is to change the face of aging. It's not just a long life we're striving for, but one which is worth living. I believe strongly in empowering people to have control of their own lives by having this knowledge. I'm hoping we're just getting started. We're trying to show that knowledge is power and will enable uh, lots and lots of success stories. So, yeah, this is like um, the commercial from Umbrella Corporation. Um, and it's made to look like beauty through science and there's a girl skipping through nature and there's trees and sunlight. Uh, but this guy and his, uh, it, no matter where, what public event he's at, he has these, like I said, laughably naive conclusions that he's made about the world and assumptions about the world that make him dangerous. Um, it's not, it's not that he's dangerous because he's naive. It, it's he, well, possibly yes, because he's not, he's not consistent in his conclusions. How are you, how do you go from Malthusian perspective on the world 10 uh, 15 years ago and we don't have enough resources to take care of everybody and they have to be taken care of how do you go from that to we need to cure diseases so people can live longer that's only going to add to the overpopulation problem you were complaining about 15 years ago and he still has the naive perspective on it all that that somehow the problem lies in the resources and the methods produced so as as long as we have people messing with human genomes and creating human embryos and synthetic life that have these horribly naive outlooks on the world <clears throat> I think there are people like that are going to be easily controlled and they're going to play right into the hands of people in power who are actually more cunning and uh we'll see how this plays out now the human genome or the human Embryo, I have yet to um, look into further, 
but I needed to give you guys a little bit of that preface before we dig into it because it may be a totally different company, it might be totally different technology, but I suspect that it's all connected. And um, yeah, I want to know what you guys think. So with all that been said, uh, my battery's going to die soon, so I better get into the mailbag. And we'll see what, what messages we have here. So first we'll go to Telegram. And I don't think that there's anything new here. Um, we're opening up. Let's see. Science and medicine. Biotech faces first German lawsuit over alleged COVID vaccine effects. <clears throat> and I remember hearing that they were drafting some sort of bill to, that, that people would be able to um, sue the government directly or sue the doctors directly that caught, that made them get the shot or something. I'll look on, I'll look into that article. Thanks for that one, Josh, because that's definitely something we should be looking at. Um, that's in science and medicine. Let's see what else we got here. I know I've seen some stuff from you guys. Um, good article. Nope, that's from June 8th. I wish there was a way that I could kind of sort through this in real, like by date. It says we have a, a video by family. No, that's posted by me. I'm looking for things that aren't posted by me. Um, tech. We had some conversation about AI safety concerns, but that was from last week. Doesn't look like I see a, a whole lot of new things going on here in the in the forum. So. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I talked mostly about the beef that we had with the 520 Collective show and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, this is, yeah, if you post in Telegram during the mailbag, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time, um, finding your post. Maybe you need to tag it with mailbag and then I can just search the term mailbag and pull up all the posts that have that in it. Let's try to do something like that. That way, if you want to if you want to leave a free message and you don't want to go through Fountain FM, then you can just go to the Telegram group and write mailbag colon and then your message. Uh, what else we got here? I don't think we have anything in the boost uh, as far as messages, except um, for some boost from uh, wartime psychopath who was Zaza. Uh, again, thank you for the boost. He's been streaming sats. You can be streaming sats, and you should be streaming sats over on Fountain FM. If you don't know what sats is, it means Satoshi's Bitcoin breaks down into Satoshi's. It's it's like um, it's like coins. It's like um, what cents is to the dollar. Breaks down into Satoshi's, and then you can assign how many Satoshi's you'd like to stream to the show as you listen over on Fountain FM. New episodes are updated there as I post them, and you can leave boostograms, which are like uh boosted messages that of course we read here on the mailbag but i don't have anything for this week this whole concept revolves around value for value so if you get value out of this show and you'd like to give some back you say hey this was better than the 30 dollars i spent watching that woke marvel movie then you send me the 30 dollars and you can do so by going to substack.com a subscription is always good we will be activating those uh, very soon probably at the end of the next month or so. Uh, if you go to the About Me section on Substack, on Telegram, you will see a donate link where you can donate any amount. And so any uh, any value that you get back for the show, 
just use that do link, donate link that's either in the about me section or should be here in the com in the description for the podcast wherever you're listening. You can donate any amount to the show. That helps me to um, not have to take jobs that suck all of my time, so I can devote more time to giving you guys a good show. And like I said, uh, maybe earlier this week, as the show grows and as the donations enable me to, I'd like to hire an editor. And that's going to put some of the editing responsibility onto a person who specializes in that. I have more time for research, being a good host, bringing you guys a great show. So that's that's value for value. If you like to uh, donate time or uh, talent and you have some sort of skill that you think would make the, the show better, you want to moderate in the forum or anything like that, it's all welcome. This is a community that we're building around this show that I'm bringing you guys good information. And uh, believe me, I'm going to be getting into some deeper stuff. Uh, producer Jamie, uh, one of the longtime producers of the show, finally got caught up and she had some uh, some uh, kudos and, and, and insights. She really liked the, what was it? I call it the, the Demons and Lizards podcast, but I don't know what the episode that was. And... Um, Let's see. Let's go back to the episodes and see which episode that was. I, I said, I think that's where I kind of finally got the stride for what I'm doing. Oh, uh, Tucker and Twitter, I believe. It's it's Tucker and Twitter. Yeah. That episode is where I finally felt like I was getting my stride on what I'm doing. And um, yeah, there's a lot going in that episode where I talk about some conspiracy theories and tie things together. And it's very similar to what I did this morning, but today I didn't go hard because, like I said, there's some more research I want to do, and I want to kind of give you a, a preface before we start hammering it hard. Synthetic life is around the corner, and I think there's a convergence coming with all those other things. I'd like to know what you think. Of course, you can always comment here on the show, fountain.fm. Um, I'll get the show up on Audio Mac today, and so if you're a listener on Audio Mac, you'll be able to listen there and comment as well, and um, we'll just keep growing this community, man. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, the bells are going to start ringing soon, and I need to uh, get some other things done before it gets too late. So hope you have a great day, and, um, yeah. <laughs>